You are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, all my fellow multi-passionates out there. Welcome back to the For Better Self and Net Worth podcast. I have another multi-passionate person with me. Her name is Jenny Sunson. She manages multiple businesses, and she's here to talk to us about how to avoid burning out when we pursue all of our passions. So Jenny, if you'd like to introduce yourself, tell us your story and how you got to be where you're at. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I always love connecting with people who are multi-passionate because I think a lot of entrepreneurs are multi-passionate, but they try to like rein it in because they're like, I don't have time to manage all these businesses. I don't have time to manage all these thoughts, but I don't know. I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of a good, like shower thought or like a, I I now have bedtime breakthroughs when I'm putting my son to bed. So I, I, I'm a big proponent of those kinds of random ideas that come and they're always usually really great ideas. They always come at the most random times. So big, big into those, but I am Jenny. I have been in the online space since 2016. Um, I went full-time with my business in 2017. So not quite too long after I started, um, back then I was doing social media management and VA work and it was fine. It got me into the online space, but I wasn't super passionate about it. I just felt like, you know, this isn't going to be something that's sustainable long-term because I wanted to have kids now, spoiler, I do have a two-year-old. So, um, (laughs) it's like one of those things I wanted to figure out something that was very, like I started my business for freedom and flexibility. And I felt like social media management was not providing that. So I, uh, niche down into podcast management in, you know, uh, early 2019. So, you know, it's been about three ish years now. Um, and I've really loved that. It's been really beneficial for me. It's been, um, it's been a lot more flexible than social media was. And, um, you know, I started an agency. I was doing it by myself for like maybe six months. Uh, and then I brought on an editor and then, you know, it just kind of snowballed from there. Now we're up to 10 team members for that business. Um, and that's my primary business, but I also have a business I started with my friend in 2019. Um, actually it was 20, I think it was 2018. So we started in 2018, uh, but we kind of pivoted as well in that business. And now we're focusing on helping people host virtual summits via like done for you services. And, um, we have a course as well. So 
those are the two businesses that I'm running. Um, and I also in my main business do some mentoring for other podcast managers and podcast agencies as well. So those are kind of the three segments of business that I have. Yeah. And I imagine with time management, social media, even though you can do scheduling out in advance, social media is constantly going on. Yeah. So you're probably on yeah. 24-7. Yeah. And you have to pivot and you have to make sure you're engaging and stuff like that. And with podcasting, you know, it's pretty predictable. Every, you know, your clients publish on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. So you know when it's coming. You know, we always make sure to get them batched in advance so that we can work ahead, which is really, really helpful because you can't you can do that with social media to an extent, but you still need that live component to, you know, make, you know, you can't just post and ghost. So yeah. um we need it, we need that live component every single week. And it just felt like, you know, you could never take a vacation or time off because it was like, oh, gotta go engage on Instagram, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. social media makes people feel like they're not on vacation, even if it's they're not even running a business account, they're just running their own account. Yeah, it's it's not, it's yeah, it's a lot of a lot of work, no matter if it's personal or a business account, or if you have multiple business accounts like me. <laughs> um that's a story for another day. But yeah. Niching down to podcast management. Seeing a need for that. We're seeing so many people creating podcasts. How long have you been in the podcasting space? Yeah, so I actually the, the way I got into podcasting is I started my own podcast in January of 2018. So about a year after I went full-time in my business and it was so fun for me. I loved connecting with other people and interviewing people and doing solo episodes and stuff. And I just really liked the process, but I didn't even like think about it from the standpoint of like, Oh, you can actually do this for other people. Like I was just happy doing it for myself. And in the end of 2018, I got approached by someone wanting VA services, but she also had a podcast and she wanted some help with that. And I was like, okay, sure. Like I've only managed my own podcast, but I know I'm sure I can do it for you too. So like, let's, you know, let's try it. And she, you know, took a chance on me. And from there, I just realized I loved it so much. And then, you know, in 2019 is when I like kind of just was like, all right, let's burn it all to the ground and go all in on podcasting. So, um, I had experience doing it for myself and then I kind of got that one client. And then, uh, from there I was like, all right, let's go all in. And it, it's been, you know, all podcast, everything ever since. Nice. And it sounds like you grew really quickly. Yes. <laughs> so basically, um, 2019 was like pretty, pretty calm. Like I had an editor and me pretty much the whole year. Um, and then 2020 or late 2019, I found out I was pregnant and expecting, um, a baby in June of 2022 or 2020, sorry. Um, June of 2020. So, um, I kind of just like had two options. I was like, all right, I have a lot of clients. I don't think I can manage all these clients by myself with a child um, at home and stuff like that. So from there, I was like, I can either just like shut down my business and be a stay at home mom, which the reason I started my business is so that I could have income and be at home. Um, Or I can kind of pivot and really go all in on the agency model. So clearly I decided to pursue the agency model. Um, and I ended up hiring two people to support while I took a three month maternity leave one, uh, and one OBM. So the OBM was only there while I was gone. She was basically acting as me for that time period. Um, and then once I came back from maternity leave, she left and then the podcast VA stayed. So, um, yes, I did grow pretty quickly. I went from about 
two, three team members to 10 in like two years. Uh, actually, no, we're at 11 now. So three to 11 in two years. Um, so yeah, kind of quick growth. Um, but honestly, I feel like once I got pregnant and had my son, like after I had him, like we just saw a crazy explosion of growth, but I don't know if I would have shifted to that agency model if I wouldn't have gotten pregnant. So I think getting pregnant kind of accelerated my growth because it had to be. And I think, you know, then we had the bandwidth to take on more clients because, you know, eventually if it was just me, I would have reached a point where I could not take any more clients by myself, you know, and sleep at night and, you know, be a functioning human. (laughs) Yes. And that's something I've kind of been learning slowly is the things that you don't want to do yourself. It's best to outsource it. So, you know, I want to put a good product out for everyone to listen to. I can outsource people to do my intros and outros and Mm -hmm. editing the things that, you know, that I'm, you know, that are necessary for a podcast, but I'm not necessarily as passionate about. Right. Right. While I'm, you know, have my full-time job and all the other things I have going on outside of it. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's really key. And like, since then, you know, now I have more space to focus on things that I want to focus on, like coaching and mentoring other podcast managers. Like I would have never had the time to do that if I wouldn't have expanded to the agency model. And I would have never had the time to, you know, really focus on the second business and put effort into that either. If I wouldn't have expanded to the agency model, my time would have been pretty limited. It would have just been like, you know, on that one business. So being able to outsource things to my team members has really helped free up space for me to do things that I am more passionate about. Cause you know, I, I like doing the editing and show notes and stuff and it was fine, but like, it took up so much time. And then I realized I was like, Oh, I'm not really marketing like my business at all because I'm stuck in the day-to-day. So having people help with that day-to-day so I can focus on like growing the business, you know, doing these coaching things and doing really things that I enjoy, like the actual podcast strategy itself, not just the editing and show notes. Um, it's been, it's been really beneficial to have that help. And I like, don't ever want to go back to doing all the day-to-day stuff because yeah, it's just been nice to be able to really focus on my zone of genius stuff. Yeah. Now, are most of your clients using their podcasts to promote their businesses? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we mostly work with people who have a business, uh, typically, um, so service providers, coaches, and course creators, typically. I have a couple of people who are outside that realm. Like I have like a real estate agent. I guess she's technically a service provider, but just not in the traditional sense that you would think of. Um, but yeah, everyone, everyone's like a service provider, Core, uh, course creator, consultant kind of situation coach. Um, I, I mean, it'd be cool to have like a true crime podcast, but like, I feel like unless they have like a network behind them and stuff like that, they're not going to invest in um, help, like other than like editing help from Fiverr or something like that. That's yeah. pretty cheap. So, yeah, I have a good friend that she used to own her own business, was a marketing agency and has been able to step away from that and focus on her podcast full time. Yeah. Which I think is amazing. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't get to that point. Cause it's just, you know um, but yeah, it's like one of those things you just really have to, 
you know, I think it's important. A podcast is really important when you have a business, you don't have to have a podcast, but I think it helps because you can drive people to your products, to your services, to all these other things. Whereas like hobby podcasters, they're just doing it for fun. Like it might just be like, you know, they're just there and it's fun, but it's not really related to their business whatsoever. And that's totally fine. There's a, there's a place for everything. So there's, it, my, my habits for the morning, I start my morning off well when I go for a walk and listen to my podcast and you're talking about shower ideas. I always get those ideas when I'm driving. Ah, yeah. See, I, it's always when it's not convenient. Yeah, <laughs> I was driving. So I, I remember pulling off to the side of the road. I have the, you know, I have a Samsung phone and mm. there's Samsung notes out. So I took out my stylus pen and just wrote down what my ideas were. Yeah. Yeah. No ideas come to me. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Mine are, like I said, minor shower. And like when I'm putting my son to bed two times when I don't have my phone. So I have to like sit there and like, well, I do have my phone, but I'm not going to like use it while I'm putting my son to bed. Cause that's just not going to work. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I keep it in my brain. And as soon as I leave the room, I'm like clamoring to write it down. So yeah, yeah I think, we, I think we always just get ideas. Like when we're not like, when we're not like sitting on a computer or something, cause our brain is not occupied. It's like we free up space in our brain to actually like be creative because we're not like sitting here doing a million tasks. It's like, okay, I'm putting my son to bed. My mind isn't really thinking about stuff as much. So I have that space to really like get that creative idea and the juices flowing. Even if you're not like intending to, it just kind of happens sometimes. I wonder if that's a pattern for a lot of multi-passionate people who- I think so. I think so. And like for me, it's like, I have to like stop myself to not act on every single idea that I have because like it's not sustainable. (laughs) So it's like you have to like kind of separate the really amazing ideas with like the good ideas and like put them on the back burner for the time being like, okay, this is a great idea, but like, I don't need to do this tomorrow because sometimes you want to, you're like so excited about it. You want to do it tomorrow, but it's like, no, you can't. (laughs) So that's a good idea to know what's important to know what you want to prioritize and what you want to do. So for your ideas, as far as say working full-time and maybe wanting to do a career change, going back to school, you know, having to make time for that. Mm-hmm. And then if you're, you have any other sources of income, I have a lot of friends who use parts of their houses as Airbnbs. Yeah. So, yeah. Everyone has like a side hustle in some way. Um, and I think, yeah, you have to kind of prioritize what is going to be what you can do. Like for me, my main business, obviously that takes up the majority of my time, but I make time for my second business. So like every Wednesday we have a call from like two to 4 PM and that is our, you know, we focus on that business hundred percent. And then like typically every other week on a Friday, we'll have like a four hour block where, where we'll also work. Like the meeting is more like strategy and planning and stuff. And then like the four hour, four hour block is where we'll like do other stuff. And like in between then we'll do stuff during the week a little bit. That's like here and there, like tasks. Like right now we're, you know, we're helping a client with an event that's happening in July. So like we're meeting a little more frequently, but like on an average basis when we're not you know, inundated with summit clients where, you know, we make sure that it's like every other Friday or every Friday, we kind of meet for a couple hours just to get through our to-do list. Cause it isn't our main business. Like it's maybe four or five hours a week kind of thing. So yeah, you, you got to find ways to hash it out and get yeah. the ideas together. I think that's a good way to avoid burning out. So when you show up for what you're passionate about, you're not exhausting yourself. I've 
I've had podcast episodes where I've had to re-record them because I'll listen to myself and I could hear the tired in my voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that happens a lot, you know? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. my listeners are better than that. I'm going to do something else. I'm just going to put it off and bring, you know, just bring them something else to where yeah. I can show up full time. I, I think that's important. I mean, yeah. and especially when you're managing multiple things, like if you have a full-time job or if you have multiple businesses, it's like, you need to make the time and space for it, but you don't want to make it like, you don't want to just like force it either. Like, for example, I was actually supposed to meet with my business partner after this call for, you know, our daily stuff. And it's like, she's like, I'm not, she's like, uh, this stuff isn't ready. So it's not really going to be a productive call, you know? So it's like, can we move it to next week? I'm like, yeah, sure. Well, like, let's do that. Yeah. I'd rather not just sit there and waste time and just end up chatting the whole four hours or whatever it's going to be. Um, you know, we have better things we can do with our time and, you know, maybe I can work on something within my own business. Like my personal business is, you know, for that four hour block. And then we can really come focus next week when, you know, we reschedule that time period. Absolutely. And I've had guests the same thing. They're like, Hey, can we just put this off? Can we move this? And I'll do my best to work with them because I totally understand. Yeah. I I've had, you know, especially now that I have, um, you know, a two-year-old, uh, he first started daycare about a year ago. And that first couple months, I was like, you have been home more than you've been in school. Like I had a more consistent schedule when he was at home at that point. Now he's pretty much in school. Most of the time, you know, he's going to get a cold here and there, but it's not like he was sick every other week, like before, um, I even considered, I was like, I might as well just like pull you out of school because clearly you're like, you're not going and we're paying for it. And you're not going because you're always sick, but we waited out. It's better now in the past, like since January, he has been sick maybe once. <laughs> so yeah. I'll take it versus every other week. But there was a point I'm like, this is not consistent. Like this is not working, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, I just waited it out, but yeah, there was a time where I had to like, I would have to like be really strategic and like, can we move this to nap time? Like this call, or can we, you know, move this to next week when hopefully he's back at school kind of thing. And I was constantly like having to move stuff around and it was stressful, but now I think we're pretty much over that. Uh, at least, you know, other than the occasional like winter and spring sicknesses that come about. Yeah. And their immune systems are just getting acclimated with everything around Especially after, yeah, with COVID and stuff, like, no, we weren't exposed to anything for like a full year. So his immune system was even more fragile, (laughs) I feel. So it was like, literally every other week, I was like, this is terrible. But now now we got to handle on things. But yeah, I think it's just important to be to be like really flexible with things, especially when you have multiple things going on. If you have multiple businesses, you have a day job, you have, you, you know, your business is just a side hustle. You just need to be flexible. You need to have like, you can't, you have to be really realistic with your expectations too. Like I know people get really bummed out when they see other people saying like, oh, you know, I made 10 K this month or I made 15 K this month or something like that. And they're like, well, why am I not there? It's like, well, are you able to work in your business full time? And they're like, no. Okay. Then like (laughs) you don't have the same time that that person probably has because they are a full-time entrepreneur. Stuff like that is just really important to keep in mind and just being realistic with what you can do in a week. Um, you know, and don't spread yourself too thin. Like, I mean, if I would have had a, you know, if I still worked my full-time job or had any other obligations like school or anything, I probably wouldn't have 
gone into a second business, that would be kind of silly because your time is already limited, right? So you want to make sure that you're able to put your all into something. And, you know, when we started the second business, we both already had like a good handle on our first business. I think that's key too. Like you don't want to start a second business when your first business business is basically still like in its infancy, because then you're not going to be able to maintain both of them and grow both of them. Like now my business is pretty much self-sustaining. Like I have, you know, my team will sometimes ask questions, but like, that's pretty rare. They kind of know what they're doing on a week to week basis. Um, But if I would have started this other business while everyone was still like not knowing what to do and they were just basically new to the business, then it would be, it'd be a lot harder because it would just feel like I was constantly working. And now I'm still able to maintain like a typical, you know, I don't work 40 hours a week. I probably work like 30, um, a typical 30 hour work week and managing two businesses. So That's incredible. And that's where most people want to get to. We realize that the 40 hour work week, eight hours a day, the expectation there can cause burnout. And even a lot of people are saying, okay, why can't I I talk to Michael Arnold a couple of weeks ago? Why can't I work from home? And they realize they can be just as productive. Yeah. I think, I think it's tough. I mean, especially when you're in corporate and your boss is like, Mm, no, can't work from home. They still have that like antiquated, like mentality. Like you need to be in the office to get things done. And I think certain people suck at working from home. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't think it's for everyone because you have to have that like intrinsic motivation to be able to like work from home and be really, you know, be good at what you're doing. Cause not everyone can do that, especially for someone else's business. I feel like it's, it's kind of easier for your own business. Cause it's like, all right, if I don't do this, X, Y, and Z tasks, I'm not going to be able to pay the bills. Right. But where, like when you're in corporate, you could sit there and like work from home and like work from home and play games if you really wanted to. Right. So you really need to be motivated and have that, that, um, thing. And I, I know, I know some people during like the pandemic, when everyone was home all the time and working from home, like a lot of people did not do what they needed to be doing for their jobs. Um, so I think it, it takes a certain person to be able to work from home um, or even entrepreneurs, I feel like are pretty good at doing it. Cause it's like, all right, if I don't do these tasks, we're not making money. Right. So exactly. And you talk about, you know, when you were hiring people for your businesses, what was going through your head when you made your first hire, when you first started delegating certain tasks to other people, because your business is your baby. Yep. <laughs> that is exactly what I say about my business. I literally said my business is like my firstborn and it sounds really silly, but, um, it, it, it was, I mean, I started it before I had physical children. Um, so it became my baby. It was my everything. Like I literally used to work like 50 hours a week by choice. Now I don't do that. Cause I don't have the time, but, um, I, I loved it so much that I worked that much because I just liked it. You know, I'd work on weekends cause I wanted to not cause I had to. Um, but I think when you're first hiring, it can be really scary because you're like, no, one's going to treat my business as great as I do because they are not as fully invested as I am. And of course that's true. They're not going to be as fully invested as you They're, No one's ever going to feel a hundred percent passionate about your business as you are. Like, that's just fact, right? I mean, you can find people who are going to be passionate, but they're never going to be as passionate as you. And that's okay. Cause they didn't create the business. Like you can't expect them to feel that way. Um, yeah. but you just need to find people who are really, you know, who are going to be passionate. There are people who 
prefer to work inside of other people's businesses. Like they want to be like in that entrepreneur type thing versus an entrepreneur. They, they like working with entrepreneurs, but they don't really want to run their own business. Um, most of my team is actually their contractors, like actually all of them. I don't have any full-time employees at this point, maybe eventually, but right now I don't. Um, but they all have their own businesses outside of my business, but you know, they, they like the community that they get from working with an agency and being a team member for my, my business, you know, versus, you know, when you're, you have your own clients, you're responsible for every little thing, like, you know, client management, the invoicing, like every little thing they, like, they just have to show up and do the work. And I think a lot of people thrive in that environment. Cause it's like, it's, the benefit of being an entrepreneur, because they have their own flexible schedule and stuff, I don't tell them you have to be working nine to five, you know, but they, they don't, they don't have to worry about, um, you know, they don't have to worry about dealing with clients and stuff because it's like, they just come do the work and they're good. They don't have to like worry about, oh, is this client going to stay this month? Or, oh, is this client happy and stuff like that. And like a lot of people just thrive in that environment. So, um, So I just found people who wanted to work for a company and didn't necessarily want to do stuff for themselves. Of course they do. They probably have their own clients, but you know, when you're first getting started, you may not have a clientele, enough clientele to fully pay the bills without uh, taking on like subcontractor opportunities and stuff like that. So I just found people who were, who felt good about that and who were good at what they did because I I didn't want to like, I train people who come into work with us because we have certain ways that we do things, but I didn't want to train someone how to edit an episode or how to write. Right. I wanted to train them on our processes and systems, but not how to do the job itself. So, so it's like, for me, it was all about finding people who were already experts in that, but just kind of train them on our way of doing things. And you had those processes and systems in place before mm-hmm. making your first hire. Yes. And uh, that was a big part of what I did before going on maternity leave and stuff. Cause I had to create all that stuff. Cause I didn't have it before I hired. And you know, that's my big piece of advice. Like when you first start your business, I know it sounds silly, but record every step of what you're doing. That is like a process that could be an SOP in the future, because I had to go back and record all these videos for our team members to follow for each client. And that took a lot of time when I could have literally done that the first time I did a pro or second, not the first, because the first time you're learning, right. But the second or third time I did the process for the client and already had that available. So I highly recommend when you first start with a new client, um, and you're learning their systems, like once you've kind of got it down, record your screen, just do a quick loom SOP video, because it'll make so much easier when you actually bring on people to help with that client or just help in general. What is a loom SAP video? Like a loom video. Do you, you know, do you know what loom is? It's like a screen recording software. Okay. Yeah. So, and then basically you just walk through, um, the process basically. Uh, in video format instead of writing it down. Cause most people can, most people have to see it to actually be able to yes. do it versus like reading. I feel like when it's more technical reading is even more confusing than actually watching it. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Now tell us about a book, a podcast, or even a TV show that inspired you to go after your dreams in owning an agency. Oh, that's, that's a good one. I would say I like to read a lot. Um, Recently, I read Atomic ha- Atomic Habits. That one's a really good one. Um, one. Hmm? Do you 
James Clear. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that one's good. Um, I've read Traction. That was a really good one. There's a lot of really good books that I've read over the past couple of years that really just were like, wow, this is awesome. And like implementing some of their processes and, you know, learning how to be better with my habits and things like that. So I'm, I'm a big fan of reading. I don't make as much time for it as I used to. Like, I feel like I used to read a lot, but more like fictional books than anything, but I, I, I love a good, I love a good business book too. Yeah. Same, same. I love a good business book and I love a good entertaining book. It's mm-hmm. all relaxing and it's all growing your mind. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what a piece of advice would you like to leave the listeners with and how can we work with you? Yeah. So I would say like, if you're thinking about starting multiple businesses or (laughs) hiring or anything like that, just make sure that you're prepared. You're prepared to bring on new people. You're prepared, like prepare yourself in advance because it's better to be over-prepared to do any of these things than it is to be under-prepared. Cause if you're under-prepared, it's not going to be a good experience for you or the person you're bringing on. Or, you know, if you're starting a new business, it's going to be stressful. Like just make sure you're prepared, make sure you are you know, you're in a place where you can handle that because a lot of times people wait until it's too late to bring people on or, you know, in that instance. So, and then they're scrambling because they're like, they need the stuff done now. So you want to bring on people before you feel like you're a hundred percent ready because then, you know, you're not, you're not, it's not a dire need. It's just, they're there, they're learning. And then, you know, when you're fully ready for them, then they can start actually doing what you need them to do. Um, Yeah. So that's my advice. And then you can find me. um, My website is savvypodcastagency.com. And if you want to connect with me directly, um, my Instagram is where I hang out the most. And that is jenny.sunnison. So that's my Instagram. And yeah, that is my best place. (laughs) Yes. And I will be including that in the show notes. Jenny, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Yeah, thank you. I had a great time. Yes, enjoyed having you. And guys, connect with her. I know there's a lot of you listening out there, multi-passionates, you're starting businesses, blogs, whatever it is on the side. I know that because you've been asking for topics like this. Thank you all again once for listening. And yeah, we enjoyed talking to you today. You are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode.